It's a Mental Health Chat Monday, the new and improved version, honey. On this series, we sit down with a brand new guest every single week and discuss their journey with mental illness and mental wellness. Because here on Mental Health Chat Monday, our motto is turning mental illness into mental wellness. I am your host, DJ Bionic. Thank you so much for joining me. I almost said I am your hoe. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Almost just totally threw the ST off of there. Uh, I am your host, DJ Bayana. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to know more about me, obviously, like I always say, every episode, my links are all down below. You get it. It's called Branding. Look it up. But that's not why we're here today. We are here to sit down and chat with a very good friend of mine, a person that I've known for way too many years, former business partner, Fast. rapper, actor, yeah. just incredibly talented human being. Uh, Jazz Tucker is in the house today. What to do? What's up, bro? Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know why he did that. No, I have been doing that a lot. Like, like it's my new favorite thing. That's hilarious. My bad Australian accent. No, I'm um, I'm glad to uh to to be to be a part of whatever this uh, uh journey that you got going is. Well, uh, I was actually thinking that last night after you sent me the like welcome email or whatever I was thinking that um I was like dang I was like dude is really serious about this or really going about this in a professional way and I was thinking like what they say uh dress for the job you want not the job you have and I was mm-hmm. like he's really making this be a thing and I hope it yeah. becomes something because like you're 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 professionally doing whatever the subject matter you're professionally doing this and I was Thank like you. that's cool yeah. I really appreciate that yeah. I, I it Outside of, you know, mental health is super important to me. Like, yeah. it's a part of my life. Yeah, it's a part right. of my journey. It's who right. I am. Uh, it's the most interesting thing about me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, um, excuse me, after the talkbacks on My Infinite Sadness was really, really what made me want to have some form of content where I could talk to another human about mental health, about their journey, about mm. whatever, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I'm excited. No, that's dope, man. I think this is going to be really cool. I can tell that you're um, like obviously you, you you hope for some type of uh, feedback and views or whatever, but I can tell you're doing this more for what it will probably mean to you and your guests and maybe the people who tune in more so than trying to be like the most popular person. Yeah, it's, it's and I, that's why I was saying like I was like that's what's up. I do this truly one hundred percent for the viewer and for the guests. Like, yeah, man, I have gotten a lot of like healing and cool, understanding man. about myself from these episodes and the people I've talked to. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been fun. And every time I do an episode, I'm like, damn, I really like doing this. <laughs> That's cool, It's crazy because I, 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 I really just sit back and I'm like listening to the guests and they're telling me their story and they're getting emotional and they're like talking very passionately about healing and growth. And, and I'm just like, yes. Has anybody ever yes. cried? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like to thank you for the glowing FX. I appreciate that. Um, I start every single one of these episodes the exact same way. Mental health check. How are you doing? Where are you at? How's twenty twenty three for you so far? Um, twenty twenty three so far is actually feeling good. I I was uh, talking to one of my coworkers the other day, uh, and I was saying, you know, just kind of like passing chat. But I was actually saying like it's funny. Because yeah, people look at me like, oh, man, you're so ambitious. You got all these ideas. This is that. And I was like, I'm at that point where it's it's weird because I know I have the the the, the mentality and the capabilities 
and the capacity and all that stuff to get everything done. But I'm I'm at that point where I have like that weird problem of all these ideas mm-hmm. and all these things, but you can't do everything at once. Yeah. Even if I didn't have a day job, it's We're like not I Michelle can't. Yo. Ah, don't get me started on that. We're not Michelle. Yo. That beautiful human being. Um, but anyway, no. Um, it was like I'm at that point where it's like I got this idea because it's like I want to do like I got the idea for my next album. Then I got the idea for like uh, the music, this music video, like few music videos I want to do. Then uh, uh, some freestyles that I want to put up. Then I got an idea for this in studio. Then of course you know the the show that I'm producing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I got an idea for what I want to do for like the next year's show and probably the year after that. And then I'm like, okay, can I get back on the audition circuit and like act again? It's like. But so it's like 2023 is treating me good in a sense where it's like the weird issue of kind of equating it to like I'm not rich but like I got too much money and don't know how to spend it. I feel I feel very similarly to that because like I think I told you I started writing for my next album. Well, it's gonna be an EP. Mm-hmm. I decided it's not gonna be an album. It's just gonna be six tracks. Okay. That way, like all of these ideas that I have, I can just get them out quick. You know, I write fast. Get them out quick. Yeah, you did. Over and get in the studio and, and, you know, put them out by the end of the year or whatever. But I've got those ideas. I have yeah. to turn my infinite sadness into a film. I, Dope. like, I have, I feel so similar to, I'm like, yeah, I it's like I quit my job. Even, well, even if I didn't have a day job, I wouldn't be able to do all this at one time. If I didn't have a day job, I'd be able to get more of it done, of course. My homosexual audacity tells me that I will be able to do it. <laughs> Oh god. Yes, I listen. I could do every single thing I wanted to do. Now would it be good? Yes. Well yeah, I've I I, every single thing. I I have adopted uh adopted, adapted, adopt whatever uh they both might be uh appropriate, but um like uh you've heard me say, especially after when I did my last album, My Secret Identity, that anything worth streaming everywhere is really good. Thank you. But uh, anything worth doing is worth doing right. Mm-hmm. There's no point if you, if you, as an artist, a creative, I really believe that no matter how much time something takes you, if you truly believe in what you are doing mm-hmm. and you want to give your audience the, 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 the best of what it could be, don't just rush it out to get it out. Mm-hmm. If you're like, man, I want to have this done like by the end of the month. And then all it takes you the next two, three months. But you're actively working on it. Like, yeah. if you're dragging your feet, that's on you. Yeah. But if you're actively working on it... And it's taking a little bit longer. Take three it's months. Take, longer, take yeah. three months, dude. I mean, that's why it took so long for this to come around. Like, I yeah. used to do Mental Health Chat Monday back in 2022, but it, or back in 2020, but it I was really just I really did kind of do that, yeah. Yeah, and I was like... I wasn't as fulfilled by it because it was just me talking to the camera about mental health diagnoses and I was like I'm not the person that should be talking about these diagnoses I should be talking to people about their diagnoses facilitating the chance facilitating and I didn't at the time know how to make that happen okay and now you know I'm in a literally in a different place and I'm getting time to think and whatnot yeah Yeah. and like my YouTube channel is like growing now it's not fast but you know it from 2020 to now I've got way more subscribers than I had before and all the other social media whatever but it's I'm like oh okay I like I'm my little feelers are going out and I see that people are picking up on it so it's really exciting uh one thing I will say for 2023 mm-hmm uh, and I wonder if uh, if I felt somewhat this way uh, uh, last year, um, or if it's more so 
this year. But uh, when I first moved out, and then like now, obviously, because I live by myself, um, and I don't have a uh, significant other, and um, this is not the most by any means, but I'm like uh, every now and then, like 2023, probably could more so compared to like uh, uh, the last few months or so. Like I feel lonely here and there. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I used to, and that's why I say when I first moved out, I felt that way. My mom used to be like, really? Um, and it was just one of them things where it's like as much as I am content mm-hmm. and okay with being alone. Because one thing that I have uh, that, that that I did years ago that you may have heard me say, and I've said a lot of times, is I took the time to figure out who jazz was, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of conversations with myself, and like I used to uh, I used to uh, be afraid of silence because I knew silence would mean that I would have to be in my brain, mm-hmm. and I didn't know to be in my brain because you know people say I overthink, I don't know, but my brain is constantly firing a whole bunch of cylinders, and I was like, oh my god. Ah. But I used to drive with the radio off mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I took time to figure out me and I know me and all this stuff. But um, maybe it is overthinking. But uh, then I then I start getting into the thing of uh, the the quote of um, Are you a f- uh, uh, do you want uh, do you want to be in love or are you just in love with the thought of being in love? Yeah. That part. And that's something that I think about too, because it's like I am very content mm-hmm. with being by myself. And I am okay with being alone. But there have been days here and there. And it's like since the year started, maybe a little bit more than the last few months before. Mm-hmm. But there have been days here and there where it's like feel a little lonely. You know, I feel like a lot of people have talked about being feeling lonely and like loneliness since twenty twenty. And I don't even know if it's got to do with it, but I'm sorry. Where are you no, going? I, but I just feel like with that time, a lot of people were isolated. Yeah, yeah. And literally had to be alone. And we experienced that loneliness. Like, even I, like, I was living with my grandparents and my mom at the time, but I still felt confined mm. and alone. Mm. And, you know, now I live with my partner. You know, we're happy. Relationship's great, whatever. But not whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I some of my my single friends have have expressed this really deep like aching not aching but loneliness that they don't really know where it came from and I feel like not to psychoanalyze anybody no please but I do that's the point of the podcast to an extent yeah, yeah, so, but, yeah but I do feel like having to isolate for so long having to be alone for so long we all really kind of realize that like going through life with another person is really great. And the longer we are alone, the more we kind of long for that companionship. That's actually, um, I don't know if that fully pertains to me, but that's something for me to think about. The, the biggest thing that I noticed for myself after 2020 and lockdown and all that stuff, the biggest thing I noticed for me is that I feel like I was always um, kind of eloquent to an extent or they would talk or whatever but um i found myself since 2020 saying um and pausing a lot more in conversation really that was the weirdest thing like because like i said i'm i'm in tune with myself to an extent so i noticed i was like huh i'm saying um and fillers a lot and having to think where i'm going more and i i hearkened it to kind of 
go piggybacking off what you said, I hearkened it to not being around people enough to talk enough. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe I didn't, you know, talk a whole, whole, whole lot. And now when I'm finally talking, I'm like, wait, I got to think about this more. And, you know, and then, you know, we couldn't be on stage for like a year and a half, oh my God. if not more. So since I couldn't be on stage for that long, I didn't need to do any presentations, so mm-hmm. to speak. So, yeah, but that was something that, that was the biggest thing I noticed. Are you sure it's not old age? <laughs> Shout out to your boy turned 32 a few weeks ago. I did the same thing to Jeremy on this episode, on his episode. I think we, Jer- Jeremy and I talked in the episode about jazz. This is jazz. Oh, really? Word. Yeah, this is the third part of the trio. Facts. Uh, those two are the friends. I am the step friend. He does we this all the time. <laughs> so, just to kind of no to drive the conversation a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, this podcast is about mental health. Talk yeah. to me a little about your relationship with mental health. Um, my relationship with mental health uh, is is interesting because, like I said, like um, I I've done so much um and I, I feel like i've been very see i just did um <laughs> but I, I feel like i've been very like candid with you and a lot of other people mm-hmm. i've done so much soul searching and am constantly on a soul searching journey i feel like i never will be done and i hope i never will be done yeah um like i hope that the more i understand myself the more i will be trying to fully understand myself and i'll never stop um but my, my my thing, like I said, okay, so again, I'm an open book with so much stuff in my life because uh, it is what it is. Uh, I did not have friends in elementary school. I've told people that here and there. I don't let it dictate and define who I am as much as I used to, but I feel like certain things will just never go away. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is where it started with a certain level of me um, feeling isolated. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the isolation just like probably started from that point. Um, but again, that's why I say that I, I've i had a lot of conversations with myself or whatever. And I think that outside of my mom making me act, I feel like part of my isolation or not isolation, but my, um, you know, being alone, no friends, whatever. Uh, I feel like that probably made me a good actor. Yeah. And the reason why in a weird way is because if somebody didn't really have friends for a while when other people started to you know learn and become you know like like they they started to interact with their peers and whatnot and i was by myself i started i I was like maybe i started to uh observe Mm -hmm. without realizing it and then i started like i've noticed patterns very well like i've told you which i really do and some people are surprised at how well i do uh but i noticed patterns very well started to like observe people notice people from the outside in this and that then i started getting friends or whatever i started interacting more but i feel like it jump-started my uh, observation and whatnot so if i have to portray a certain character role whatever uh my my ability to observe Mm -hmm is there yeah without me even realizing how maybe acute it is you know what i mean yeah um but yeah so i i honestly i feel like as far as my as far as mental health like i mean i i aside from the uh, uh like the depression or depressive state or whatever i went to in 2018 which is where i gained like 45 pounds lost 25 from just living a normal life 
Um, aside from that, and that was for a different reason, uh, PTSD from being held up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can go into that. <laughs> I went through uh, a, a depression in, in 2018 and didn't realize it until it was over. Um, PTSD from being held up as well as psyching myself up from like, I got to move out of town now. But aside from that, I'm always very much like in a good headspace as far as like I'm happy. Um, uh, happy go lucky, whatever that. I think the biggest thing is sometimes I and I was thinking this on the way like like last night on the way up here too mm-hmm. because I was like I don't know what we're gonna talk about. But one thing I always find myself uh, kind of thinking sometimes is that I jump to. Not all the time, but at times jump to probably thinking that uh, I, I, the word I keep thinking of, and this is for lack of a better word, is uh, uh, betrayed. And that's not that's like harsh. But I, I, I keep thinking like, OK, maybe they don't want me around. And it's like it's probably not that that deep. Mm-hmm. it's probably not that deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to elementary. Yeah. And that goes back to when I wasn't wandering around and this is that and like uh, I'm in a much better much 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 better headspace but it was it was hard for a while for me to uh, to get to a point where um, I could accept people making a big fuss about me mm-hmm. uh, like I I remember when I first started uh, cooking years ago and I was like 22 23 and uh, they were having a, a a party, like a party for everybody or whatnot. And everybody kept saying, like, Jazzy coming, Jazzy coming, Jazzy coming. And again, I'm 22. But it was, like, weird. I was like, what do I want me to come so bad? It's yeah. just weird. Come to find out, old girl told me the next day, she was like, yeah, we had a party. It's all over my wall now, but we made you a cake. And I was like, oh, dude. But it was, it was weird because it was like, you know, and then, like, a uh, few years later, I did a film, um, like a short, and my mom is an actor, like I said, the reason why I'm an actor. Incredibly talented. Stupidly talented, like, but anyway, um, but uh, uh, she, she was doing a short, like, directing it and, like, uh, conducting it, with, like, making everything work type, mm-hmm. uh, directing, show running, all that stuff, and she uh, was doing it and everything like that and then they were having a screening and this was when I was still living with my brother and they were having a screening on oh the, yeah I remember that they were having a screening on the day of my birthday and uh, I didn't go to the screening and it was weird but and now I'm good now it is what it is but it was just weird for people to make a big fuss out of me and I was pretty sure that they probably were like going to make it a big deal yeah, because it was like, yo, you had like the prominent role in the film. This is a screening, and it's your birthday. Let's make a big deal out of you. And that was like, so for my mental health, um, and like I said, I've been very candid, like with you, with with Jeremy, with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I've been very candid about the fact that a lot of my mental health is figuring out that uh, I'm not as bad as I think I am sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> in layman's terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I had to, I had to come to terms with the fact that uh, you know no no arrogance but I had to come to terms and, and, and say to myself I'm a good actor I still haven't fully gotten there with I'm a good rapper but I had to tell myself I'm a good actor and it was just like it took me a while to say that and I told you the day that I 
just randomly thought it the next day I woke up and I cried because it was like I could finally admit it to myself mm-hmm. so that's probably the biggest thing for me is fit like I said figuring out that jazz Tucker is not as bad as jazz Tucker thinks he is uh, and yeah I mean it's been years and years and years that I could finally be like everybody can make a big fuss about you and it's okay and I'm cool with that yeah. So yeah. See, I still don't like it when people make a big fuss. <laughs> as much as it's funny that you bring that up too, because like you are in no way an arrogant person. Yeah. Like the uh, like I had so many people be like, you could probably be more arrogant. You could. <laughs> I, you could honestly stand to be a little bit more arrogant about your talents and your abilities or whatever. But Thank like, you. thank you. I am. I, I'm not, I don't think I'm arrogant, but I you portray, come off a little arrogant. At times. I portray myself as arrogant, that's and tough. that's in a weird. In, in and a I know lot. you're not, but you come off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, in in a way, it's like a, a defense mechanism. I can see that. Like I don't want people to get too close to the soft inner shell. So like, or the soft like gooey middle. Like I'm wrapped in barbed wire, and then there's like bulletproof glass, and then. Um, titanium. God damn! <laughs> <laughs> we still going with the analogy. Don't let me stop you. Uh, and, and then there's a candy shell coating on the outside because I'm a little bit sweet. Like, but in the mid, like I'm, I'm, I genuinely am a very sensitive person, but I don't like to portray that. Mm. And it, it's funny that I, a literal wall. I'm doing a mental health chat podcast and I talk so openly and candidly about my own mental health. It's kind of a weird juxtaposition to be like, yeah, I'm totally open about everything, but I don't really want any, I don't want to let people in. <laughs> and that's why like, I've, I've always said, uh, and like I said, you, like us being friends, and it's not just because we're close friends, but us being friends, like you've seen me interact with other people, whatever. I am an open book mm-hmm. with so much shit mm-hmm. about my life with people. Um, because like without going super super into it like the 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 the, the women that I've that I, I've been with you know um, intimately like I don't mind telling them everything about my history mm-hmm. and some people will probably be like well this is the first time so maybe it's like bruh if we are about to do this I ain't gonna put up no pretenses yeah, about anything mm-hmm. because this might be one time this might be you know forever but. If we gonna really do this, I'm not gonna lie to you about nothing. Mm-hmm. And if this scares you away, we didn't need to be doing it. Yeah, that's so. That's why I'm like, I'm an open book about. Like, there's like a few things because I feel like everybody has some. There's a few things I won't tell everybody, but other than that, I'm like, you know, know, I don't think I have any secrets. I was like, maybe like, mm. but for the most part, it's like, no, I would tell people like anything. I don't care. It's less to me about like, because I'm an open book too when it comes to. Um, mental health and my life history and you know all, all the shit that is Darius <laughs> um, but yeah I just really don't I don't I don't hold people close to me mm. to, at least to my inside you can stand on the outside you might even get past that candy coating but the titanium and the bulletproof glass and the barbed wire is still there like there are very few people who have gotten past the barbed wire and that was the biggest thing with me um, and you saw some of my naivete, but that was the biggest thing with me was like, and now it's been years and I'm 32, mm-hmm. uh, but and I'm 30. Holy fuck. I know. Right. Welcome to the 30 club. Uh, now we just need the other end of the trio. That's going to be what? 
two more years. Yeah. We need the other end of the tree to hit it. I'll be 34. Shut up. What the fuck? But no, uh, 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 I, I was probably too trusting at times. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why like, I still try to maintain some level of trusting mm-hmm. without being naive. Yeah, it's hard for me to trust people. That is, I I can openly and honestly admit that, and it and that's one thing that I've never really been afraid to say that I don't really trust people. Oh, I feel like a lot of people who have trust issues or don't trust people are not afraid to tell people. No, a lot of people are like, no, I don't have trust issues. Well, no, pretty much everybody who you who who has trust, trust issues, issues is like, is yeah. like because they they want everybody to know I got trust issues, so don't think I'm gonna trust you. Like right, most people don't trust you. Also, don't fuck with me because I already don't trust you. Like so, most people who got trust issues are like, yo, I am proud to say I'm working through those trust issues, and I think they have gotten a lot better over the years. You know, the before Mm. there was also a brick wall in between the. The bulletproof glass and the titanium. There was a brick wall there, and I tore that one down. So, word might be putting it back up. You never know. Oh, it's getting crazy out here in these streets. The the biggest, the funniest thing for me, um, if you don't mind me, no, coming, go ahead, go ahead. But I was say the funniest thing for me is like I said, like uh, going from, like I said, I'm over there now, uh, and have been over years and years and years been over it and like like I said had more conversations with jazz got over it mm-hmm. so it, making a big fuss about me is like not only is it I'm cool with it but now it's like yo this is dope but I said the funniest thing for me is um, now kind of going from um, figuring out like having friends and all this stuff now to sometimes and I had other people tell me this and I don't even fully see it or like, I guess I'm starting to see it now but uh, my, one of my best friends that passed away, uh, Asa, even said like people are drawn to you, and it's just like I. That is one in the, in the humblest way I could say it. That's one of the craziest things is to see how many people feel like they're drawn to me or whatnot without me seemingly doing anything mm-hmm. to try and attract people. It's an energy that I think a lot of what's the word I'm looking for it's not insecure it's a lot of I guess humble is more the word I'm looking yeah, for yeah I, I feel like that's one word that you would very much describe me as yeah like humble I, and goofy yeah like a, a lot of a lot of people who are just like really humble and just charismatic f- people flock to them yeah, and, and like the one thing I've always thought why people may or may not be well not may or may not the one why people may be drawn to me is uh, that I'm very non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very, very non-judgmental about so many people I've met in my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people in the world, whether they realize it or not, are uh, judgmental, like, you know, to an extent. And there are a lot of people who are just assholes. And I'm very non-judgmental. Like, I've, I tell a lot of people, like, uh, I, I'm very much live and let live. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like something, I'm not going to make a big fuss about it. I'm just not going to indulge in it, watch it, whatever. Exactly. But I'm not going to be like, what the fuck? You know, it's not. No. So I think that's one reason why people might be like drawn to me. Um, But that's the thing is just like uh, when when people are surprised that 
I'm as humble as I am or people are surprised that I have not had as, as many women, you know, as I've gotten or when people are, you know, surprised about this or that. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, what do y'all know that I don't, you know, like what's going on? Yeah. And I, I've, I've genuinely thought about that, too. Like, I'm like, what do you what do y'all see that I don't see? So. I think people are drawn to me because I'm a little mean. You've said that before. I don't know if that's the case, man. It is true. It is 100 percent true. And I'm happy people tell me that because I'm not. It's not You're straightforward. I, I don't know about mean. I mean, okay. I let's be honest about it. Like, and it's not, and it depends on the person too. Because mm-hmm. like, to some people, I am actually mean. Like, there are a few people who I'm like, I'm gonna be mean to you. I if I don't like you, I'm not gonna be nice to you. That's okay. just who I am. But to my friends, it's like polite bullying. It's a joke. Yeah. It's all a joke. It's all a yeah. game. It's a kiki. Like exactly. there's no like it's it's like if I'm a read you, that means I like you. I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be uh, your friend for this long if you really were that mean to me. Yeah. But I think people are drawn to me because I have that energy about me where I'm just like Okay. That's that's weird. I don't think so. Why would people be drawn to someone who's mean? Because Everybody is afraid to be mean. Do you say, okay, because you're mean to them or just because, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, or because they know that in your life you're not going to get pushed around and shit? That, but a little bit, a little bit of the, a little bit of the, because I, that, I can, I can respect can, that. If you can dish it, you can take it. You can, you can poke me right back. I'm not going to be offended by anything, but I also am going to be the first person to tell you this is bullshit and I don't appreciate it. And that's what I mean. That's a straightforward thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I I feel like it's a combination of the two where people appreciate my honesty and my candor, Yeah. but they also appreciate my reads. (laughs) Cause I mean, you want, you want somebody on your team who is going to tell you the truth Mm -hmm. straight up. And you want somebody on your team who is like, if 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 some shit goes down, they you gotta have the person who's not afraid to speak up. So yeah, no, that's why I'm yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't mean, mean, but I mean, yeah. So kind of uh, swerving back to the topic of mental health, work. I do want to talk about our shared experience with PTSD, but at yeah. first I want to talk go back a little bit to the time um, when you were a kid and you didn't have friends. How did that? How did that affect you at that time and what ripple effects has that had in your adulthood other than the stuff that you've talked about? Like on the, I guess on the negative side of the spectrum. It's so funny because it's one of those things where it's like I said, if I'm 32 and elementary school ends at 10, then that was 22 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's crazy when you even think about it like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because that would mean that it was like 01 when it was done, right? Um, and the biggest thing that I think about uh, with with that stuff is some things, and 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 some people say I overthink, but I I don't I've never really looked at myself as an overthinker. Uh, sometimes, but most of the time, I looked at myself as just like somebody curious or somebody tries to figure things out even more by myself or whatever but when it comes to that it's like I know it was a big deal but it's like at this point is it still as big a deal now as I feel it was because I've had so much time to quote unquote get over it Mm -hmm. I hope that makes sense Mm -hmm. okay no it absolutely does Um, because it's like uh uh 
uh, if if somebody was to push you down when you were five, that's a big deal when you're five. But it's like when you're 27, which would be 22 years, uh, when you're 27, is it as big a deal still? Or did it still affect you? And that's what I mean. And that's why I go back and forth with like, you know. Just from my own personal experience, my the trauma that I experienced as a child has, still affects me to this day. Like, and it depends on the magnitude too. It, yeah, and not nearly as much as it used to. Of course, there are some things like not being able to drive is something that I recently realized. Is I remember like, I was asking you, yeah. Why, yeah, why what's up? And you told me, right? Yeah, like I, that's something that I recently realized was a trauma that I experienced. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit! I do like I remember the trauma. I remember right. it happening, but right. I thought I just immediately got over it because kids right. just immediately get over that shit. Right, but it. I think, like you said, it does depend on the severity of what happened and, mm-hmm. like, how long it happened, what it was, all this other stuff. Um, but, I mean, it, it like I said, it, uh, it, 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 I, and this is, this is more of a recent thought, is the whole, like, it's been this long, as much as I've gotten over it, as much as I'm okay, as much as it don't really define me, as much as I don't tell everybody, as much as I used to, as much as I moved past, and, and, you know, not acquiesced uh, uh, acclimated to life acquiesced would be the very wrong word (laughs) I haven't submitted to life I mean I guess I have but as much as I'm acclimated to life and whatnot, um, it's one of the things where it's like it's been this long Jazz it's like you're not over it but it's like well at the same time that was like what five six years Um, and that's like when you first start to interact with yeah, you're your spongiest. Yeah, it's when you first start to interact with people, you're interacting with peers, you're figuring out how the world works, you're this, you're that, you're blah, blah, blah. And um, I I think that uh, the biggest thing with that is, like I say, um, well, I know you said on the, po- on the negative side, but on the positive side, one thing that I think it helped in a weird way is because of the fact that I didn't interact with my peers for so long, and I even told somebody this, I was like, because I didn't interact with my peers for so long, um, for 10 years I didn't. I'm noticing now so many people just starting to try and figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've am i already kind of figured out who I am. Yeah. And had these conversations and whatnot. But socially, I'm behind. And I thought about certain things that have happened in my life, certain things like this, this is that. And I'm like, I had 10 years on everybody to figure out who I was, but I'm behind 10 years on everybody socially. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, I have a lot of conversations yeah. with myself about a lot of stuff. So it's like in some situations, socially, you could say I'm 22. Mm-hmm. But in some situations with other people maybe you could say I'm 32 or maybe I'm 42 mm-hmm. so yeah uh, but no the negative side of how it affected me like I remember I was always the uh, the smart kid the nerdy kid um, and I'm like nobody didn't necessarily call me a nerd but I was like the smart like kid and to the side that nobody really wanted to like be with um, I um, I used to get uh, picked on and, and whatnot. Um, I remember when I did finally start getting like, I got like a friend or two in fourth grade and fifth grade. And I remember it was one of the things where it was like, you're friends with jazz and then people wouldn't necessarily um, admit yeah, yeah, yeah. to being my friend to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just, it, you know, I mean, it, 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 yeah, of course it affects you. You know it hurts. Um, 
Yeah. But all my teachers loved me, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't think I was a teacher's pet. I just didn't make a big fuss and I did what I had to do in class as opposed to the kids who did make a big fuss and didn't do what they had to do. I ran into uh, my first grade teacher six years ago, maybe, randomly at uh, one of the old uh, restaurants I used to work at. And and I was like, Miss, you know, I'm not going to say her name, but I was like, Miss so-and-so? And she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm her. And I was like, it's like you remember me, don't you? And she looked at me. She's like, Jazz Tucker, you were my best student. And like we hugged each other. And that was like first grade. Mm-hmm. So that was like 20 years later. Um, but no, like the, the, the biggest thing was like you, it, it's crazy to say this. And it's like, I don't know if I had a breakthrough just now, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like I've had to come to myself too. But that is probably what started me, my feelings of being unlovable. Mm-hmm. Because like one of the things is like some people have said to me, you know, uh, uh, how come this and how come that and how come that and how come this as far as social stuff. And one of the biggest things was just like I hard people make a big fuss out of me. It was like I it was hard for me to feel like kind of worthy <laughs> of it. Mm. Uh, the biggest through line in my life is probably like I said, realizing I'm not as bad as I think I am. Yeah. It's so weird how much we have in common. <laughs> you, you said that to me. You said that it's to me. It's so weird. But like on the opposite, like we're all, we're two sides of the same coin where yeah. your feelings of like feeling unlovable and like not feeling worthy came from like bullying and like not having friends and all this other stuff. It came from my peers more. Yeah. Mine came from like me. Like I, I just was like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, I guess it came from my dad, to be completely honest. That's what I and, thought you were going to say. Because I felt like, in a way, it started before that. Like, a lot of people, when I always talk about how horrible high school was for me, people are like, oh, is it because of you know, your sexuality? Like, did you come out in high school? I did come out in high school. I would assume you would. My sexuality you told me, was no, literally yeah. the last. I, I got called faggot all through elementary <laughs> school, even before... I came out before I knew what that even was. I got called all kinds of fag, queer, all this other stuff. And none of that shit affected me. Even after I came out and people tried to like, okay, and? But like something about not, I I guess, yeah, really, it really came from, you know, my dad being in the house and and that whole situation. Mm. It was like, I, it made me unable to trust anybody except for my mom and my siblings um and it made me realize or not realize but it made me think that it wasn't that i wasn't important that Mm -hmm. if i wasn't doing my absolute Mm -hmm. even if i was doing my absolute best it's still not good enough and that in turn made me feel like well shit like i don't Damn. I'm not I'm not the only reason for a long time I celebrated my birthday was because I was like, oh shit, I wasn't gonna make it to another birthday. Like yeah. that is and I've talked about that openly and candidly. I celebrate my birthday so aggressively because I did not think I would have this many more birthdays. Um Your thirtieth was dope. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. If you haven't watched that video, if you're listening on Spotify, go to my YouTube channel and watch my evolution ball video. It's so much fun. It was it was it was, um, it was fun. But like yeah, it's, it's just interesting to hear how people are affected so deeply by their past. 
Yeah, man. And so similarly, but so differently at the same time. Because we, yeah, like, 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 like we, like you said, we, we, we had different, different ways of how we got there. Because I had an overabundant. I have more friends than I wanted. Like truly and honestly, there were people that tried to be friends with me that was like, leave me alone. I, I've had people now when I've told them over the years, and I mean from like high school and to now when I told them that I didn't really have like friends in elementary and I had people be like I find that hard to believe I've had so many people tell me I find that hard to believe mm-hmm. and I mean I guess I can take that as a compliment but it's just like no it I it, 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 it wasn't there man it didn't yeah. happen um, I remember being a very this is one thing I've I've, I've thought several times in, within my life and I definitely like the, yeah but I remember being a very like good student in elementary school, going to middle school, and the first little like quarter semester, whatever, my grades suffered. And I thought about it, and it was because I finally had friends. Mm-hmm. I was distracted. Mm-hmm. I did not care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The biggest through line in my life, like I said, whether it is probably going to be um, something that has as much of a tight grip on me or or the grip loosens because the grip is loosened now from what it used to be but the biggest through line is, is going to be there is probably going to be that mm-hmm. that's going to be the biggest thing with me yeah um like I said it's 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 the reason why uh, I feel like I've had confidence in every aspect of my life except for trying to uh, find a mate mm-hmm. mess with the opposite sex and all that stuff and then you have, I've had people tell me like dude the way you act you don't have a Rolodex of ladies and I'm just like I, apparently I'm you see something I don't uh, but that's like honestly like I said if we, we if you want to go to that we can talk about that but that's the one thing where it's like I uh, I feel like I've, I, I've now I've had I have confidence in every aspect of my life that's the one thing that has taken me the longest and is still taking me a while to figure out is um, women and trying to interact with, uh, uh, like I said, the opposite sex. Earlier in the conversation, we talked about our our shared PTSD experience. Right, 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 right. Uh, do you want to, you want to tell the story? I mean, are we going to tell like the the story, or are we just going to talk about? I'm fine with telling the whole thing. I'm fine with telling it too. Yeah. All right. Um. Again, speaking of naive, <laughs> this is a naive moment for both of us. Well, it's really one for me, I guess. But I guess, I guess both of us. So, uh, were we, we, we were still doing our old YouTube channel. So, for those of you who don't know, Jazz and I had a YouTube channel. Oh, what six, seven years ago now? It's That's been a minute. Crazy, it's, it's been, been a, a hot. Minute. We started in like 2015, I guess. Yeah, dang, it's been a long. Yes. Yeah, Hot minute, bro. Um, 2015 was eight years ago. Yeah. Ugh. What the hell? Um. That means I've been out of high school for 12 years. Wow. That's gross. Anyway, so we had a YouTube channel called Same Difference. Um, mm-hmm. way back in the day. I'll link like one of our more popular videos on the YouTube version of this. But like. So we did movie reviews, which is where Jeremy came into the play. We right. did skits. We did music for a while. Um, I don't know if our album is even still online anywhere where you can listen to it. Um, I, th- I think I think the the payment to TuneCore for our album lapsed. And That's it, why I, and, I don't. And yeah. it's not up there no more. 
Yeah. Uh, well, we had an album. If we can find it, we should upload it to Bandcamp. If you still have the tracks, we should upload it to Bandcamp. You don't have yours? I still got it. No, my, my laptop is dead. Oh, uh, no, I still got that. I was like, I'm keeping this. My laptop is dead. I don't have any of it. I mean, now, we uploaded Be Nice because... It's not we, good. We were growing. Some of, the, some of the tracks, vocally, are good. Everything, lyrically, personally, I think all of our lyrics are are a bomb and I think all of our beats are bomb that's what I've always I've always said I've always told people that I feel like my delivery and confidence got better but I feel like my writing got better but I feel like my writing was never bad yeah yeah right I, it was never I, I we listen we would have writing sessions and like I said I write really fast yeah, I, yeah, yeah. this week alone I've written two full songs that's not bragging that's just I told myself I wasn't gonna write any music and here I have written two songs. Meanwhile, I went ahead and finished a verse, which was adding three bars to a 16. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly our working relationship when we were working together. So to, I, I wrote three bars. Yeah. If, if anything, if you can find That it, beat was hard. Pink Elephants is probably my favorite song. Our album was called 20-something because we wrote it. We were in our 20s. Um... Fun. It was so much fun to put that labor of love. Together. We learned a lot. Um, if you want to talk about uh, uh, like one thing that that might pertain to just the overall arching of this um, this this like podcast or whatever is just like the fact that we we didn't know what we were doing. No, we and we, no we, we were just two people who just knew that this is what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So we didn't let our trepidations. And you know uh, uh, any obstacles or what we didn't know stop us, and we were like, "Yo, I don't know how to do this. Me either. Want to figure Let's it out figure together? It out. Yeah. Cool." And which is funny because now people you've had people you have people look to you about what yeah. to do. Same. Yeah. So it's just like yeah, yeah. and it's just like I, I I've, I've said so many times. I said so many times to people, I didn't have a leg up on anyone about doing music or anything like that the most I had was somebody just like me who wanted to learn other than that <laughs> and the only thing I brought to the table was that I had written songs before like I wrote we both brought the same amount to the table yeah no that's what I'm saying like the, I all I brought with me was that like, I know how to structure a song oh oh yeah yeah not like full like not like I was like a songwriting master I just had written a song or two like I thought you were like the only thing I brought to the table I was like no 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 no, no 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 I brought we, we brought equal amounts of things to the table yeah 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 like, I was like you brought way more than that in right? my lane of expertise the only thing that you the previously thing I knew I was like I know how to write a song I know how to structure a song I had, I had uh, written poetry but it was pro so it didn't rhyme so I didn't yeah. even, I didn't even know how to mix up rhyme anyway but anyway so we had a YouTube channel back in the day we had a YouTube channel it's called Same Difference I'll link one of the videos if I can find Pink Elephant specifically I'll link that particular um, song because that song is fire um, but in creating this YouTube channel we would have these like long like three day filming sessions sometimes yeah there were there were sometimes where I would spend the night over your house yeah and we would just and I film. would just because I was still staying at home at the time so I would like uh, I was also because I, I think I had like moved back in with my mom after being like on my own and had to move back for a second so I would just text my mom at like you know 11 be like yep yeah, I'm at Darius's place blah 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 
yeah. <laughs> I think for a sec, obviously, she know. I think for a sec, she started thinking something was going on. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were spending a lot, like, but we were creating this, and it was like nothing ever happened. Nothing ever happened. But I understand. <laughs> When you spend three days with another man and one of the people in the duo is openly queer, everybody's kind of like, what's so, going so, on there? So has he, has he just not told us yet? So he has, but has he's he not telling everybody in the community he's straight, but he's hanging out with Darius too much. Oh, man. I wasn't nearly as flamboyant then as I am now. Yeah, you definitely um, become come more uh, comfortable with yourself. Yeah, I'm on this gender journey that I don't know what to do with. So, but yeah, so it was. This is one of those days where I think I got off work, and I picked you up. Or I picked I picked you up. Or from did work? you pick me up from work? Because we were working at the same place at the time. Was that Riverbend? Uh, I didn't. I was going to say it's closed now. Who cares? <laughs> okay, it's closed. I was trying to, but yeah, okay. It's closed and I'm shady. It was called Riverbend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that needs to be on a shirt. It's closed. It's closed and I'm shady. I'm writing oh, that gosh. right now. It's <laughs> that Monday merch. It's closed and I'm shady. Anyway, <laughs> so either way, I had picked Darius up for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember. So at the time, my um my bank account was overdrafted, and I had my check. And I had not cashed my check. I had drugged my feet a little bit on cashing my check. So, my bank account was overdrafted. And everybody know that if you need money and your bank account is overdrawn, first thing that's going to happen when you put the, the uh, uh, money into your account, it's going to eat it. Take it yeah. And if you already broke it, he broke, and it's going to eat it, then you don't put the money in there. You turn it into cash, and you just ration that cash out, mm-hmm. and you just keep letting that pile up until you got enough to pay it off. Mm-hmm. And if you can't ever pay it off, then, oh, well, too bad, so sad, bank. We in the same position, aren't yeah. we? So, now we both broke. Yeah, that's what you get for trusting me. Now let me stop. <laughs> you hear that, Banks? Ah, shit. You heard it here first, folks. Don't trust Jazz Tucker. Oh man, if I had a nickel, no, <laughs> then I'd be poor. Anyway, <laughs> that was so stupid. And we get robbed again. <laughs> but anyway, spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm glad we can laugh about it. I'm going to say, thank we can laugh about it, right? Because when it happened, we were not laughing. I was crying, actually. Yeah. And I, I ended up crying later that day. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, I picked Darius up, like I said, uh, and I, I didn't want to put my, uh, my, my, my check straight into my bank because it would have eaten it. So, I needed to find somewhere to cash a check. It was a Sunday, mm-hmm. so no banks and whatever were open. And you were like, hey, there's a place right up the street from me. Mm-hmm. We can go to this gas station, convenience store, whatever, cash checks. Yep. Now, if it had been during the day, I feel like it would have been different because we would have maybe noticed a car following us because it would have been light outside. But it was nighttime and I had, oh, excuse me. To be fair, I had cashed my check at this place many a time. Really? Yeah, because I cashed my check at the same time. Yeah. That's why suggested it. I cashed my little, I was a server, Jazz Works Kitchen, obviously I'm a server. yeah, yeah. Um, so most of my money at the time was cash, but I still got a check because bartend. I was bartending as well, and bartenders got paid a little bit more, so I still would have like a fifty, sixty dollar check, whatever. So I had cashed my check at this place many times during the day, and like walked home, like walked to the place, walked home from the place, and, and walked had, home. Yeah, 
No, I'm just I'm, I'm like that's even more of an opportunity like, for somebody to get yeah, you. Yeah, like I had <laughs> no issues. So I was like, oh, it's fine. Like I know I live a little bit in the hood, but you know it'll be because you didn't. It wasn't really hood. It was, no, it was the hood. Oh, was it? Yeah. It, 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 it wasn't the hood I grew up. In. Yeah, no, it wasn't like South South City hood, but no, I grew up in North City. Hood. North City. It was really wasn't North City. No, I was saying it wasn't like the hood I grew up in. It was like in between. I would have known to watch my back around there. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, so we go and, and when 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 you said it was like really up the street from your house, it was like what three minute drive. Yeah. So it was not far at all. Yeah, it was not. So far. we go. I cash my check. Now this might have something to do with it too. When you're talking about you cash your check and it, nothing happened and it's during the day or whatever, but it might have something to do too because when you cook and all your money is hourly, maybe it was more money. So maybe that also enticed. Money is money to people who money, drop you. This is true because when I was 15, somebody tried to strong on me for $5. And not like gun, but like dude, like they, he tried to punch me and take $5. Yeah, they. I mean, they took my money too. And I all I had was the money from that check. Did I have, I make, oh, and I didn't make, I hadn't made that much in tips because it was slow. <laughs> but no, so, so I go, uh, we, we, go to, we go to the place. I think I bought something. I probably didn't buy anything. But I said, yo, can I cash my check? And the way I was always kind of like uh, uh, taught and learned whatever was that when somebody gives you money, before you even move it off the counter, you count it back in front of them to make sure just in case. So it could be like, yo, okay, you gave me $107. You know, count out $107 because otherwise it could be 105 You owe me too. So I remember counting it back. All the all the while, if somebody's watching, they're like, "Oh, they were like, oh, is that much? Oh. Is that?" And it was more than one hundred and seven dollars, like three hundred yeah. something, maybe. So, what's funny is because we also have two different accounts of the the situation after we got back to your place. But we get back to your place, mm-hmm. and uh, we like we we get back to Darius's place, which is about three minutes away, mm-hmm. and. Pull into the driveway, and we pull into the driveway, and we didn't even linger in the car. No, we were we were about to get out. Yeah, that was the thing too. Was we didn't even linger, so it wasn't like we gave them an opportunity. But they 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 ran up on us in the driveway. There were so there's two ways that you can get to this gas station from my house. You can either go straight down the street, which is what we did, or you can take any of the many like side streets that connect. So they, what they did essentially was like follow behind us, turn, and then come around to see which street we were turning on to turn into my driveway, whatever. And um, so they just pulled up right behind us like that. I have since come to terms, uh, at least to a large extent, maybe not fully, fully yet, but come to terms with just how I acted in that moment. Because, you know, they always say, like, what Mike Tyson used to always say, what, what was the quote he said? Uh, Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, and it was like, I, I've always said to people, like, you never know what you would do until it happens to you, but I pray it never happens to you. Mm-hmm. Um, my first instinct, and uh, I mean, I since had to look you in the face and apologize and hope that you were cool with it. And you were like, bro, whatever. But my first instinct was when the dude ran up to his passenger door, and my door was half open, I just took off. Which is the dumbest thing you can do when somebody has a gun. When somebody has a gun, yeah. But my brain was just like, gun, run. Um, so I take off. I I don't know what was happening with you. That's why I said we have two different sides of the story because I run off. I run to the house next to us. It's night, whatever. I look back, again, hindsight 2020. 
And all the people who are watching who are like, I would have done this. You should have done that. It's like, really you can say all of that stuff. You don't know what the hell you going to motherfucking do. Mm-hmm. Can I curse? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Because I haven't cursed this whole time. And not, sure not, not even not even intentionally. I haven't cursed this whole time. But you don't know what the hell you going to motherfucking do until there's a gun in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I run to the house next door and I'm thinking, like, I want to knock on this door. But my brain is like, yo. If I knock on this door and they hear it, they might just shoot Darius just to be like, fuck it. And that was the first thing I thought. Now, hindsight, I should just be like, yo, we getting robbed. Call the police. Help us. Blah, blah, blah. Mind you, we are in my driveway. The driveway to my home where I live. Yeah, we would have gone. <laughs> we would have gone right in there. And, and the people who I ran next door was just like just across his lawn. Yeah. Um, But I was like, and I was at the door like, not knowing what to do because I was about to knock but I, was, I thought if I knock they hear a noise boom so I was like oh my god so I don't know what I thought I was going to do but I ran back and I was like what What did that do but again you don't know what you're going to do clearly my fight or flight is flight I guess at least in that moment we were like true. I mean like I couldn't go anywhere anyway but like we were truly the embodiment of fight or flight in that moment. Yeah. And um I, I come back because I'm like, I don't know what I was gonna do, but I come back. Somehow I ended up on the ground. I tripped over my the, the the law on my feet, I don't know. I ended up on the ground and I still kind of have like this image of the of a, the silhouette of uh somebody standing over me with a gun. And I have my money in my sock going up in the hood, having money in my sock. And I just, I couldn't pretend like I didn't have money because they saw that we had money. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to pretend like I didn't have shit. So I was on the ground like this. I threw my money at my sock on the lawn. And I was like, there it is, man. There it is. Yo, there it is. And then he like stood there for like maybe another second or two, snatched it, ran off. And I remember after that, I was just like thinking, oh, and, 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 then, and then they skirted off and I heard, pow. Mm-hmm. And I remember like being like, oh shit i walked into the car slowly because i'm like oh shit my thought was i'm gonna have to walk back and see this dude with a hole in his face like so i was just like what the fuck and then i heard you yelling jazz jazz and then i'm like kind of even more shocked because i'm like wait what mm-hmm. the fuck they just fired in the air just to be like ah, ha, ha, are we scarers or whatever fuck one of them two yeah but i'm like and then i started thinking like okay now i gotta face this man you know because i left him and yeah no seriously that really fucked me for a minute yeah no I know I know um and uh it was just like and and then of course we called the cops the cops ended up coming later um I thought it was really cool like a lot of your family came to like, damn near my whole family came like and then uh my mom came because I remember I called her on the phone to let her know what happened and my mom was like do you want me to come and she made the drive just to come for me um and uh that was when I started crying, actually, mm-hmm. was because I was on the phone with my mom talking about what happened. And I don't know if I ever told you this, not that it was a secret, but I cried on the phone with my mom because I was like, I was like, mom, I know you don't like me to curse that much around you or whatever. But I was like, I feel like a bitch because I left him in the car to die. And that fucked oh, I, with me. No, I didn't know that. That fucked. Yeah. And I was crying because I was like, 
ah, I feel like a bitch. And she's like, Chaz, I know, I know. I was like, I know you don't want me to curse. And yeah, that, so that was like, yeah. It, it gave me a little bit of chills just now remembering, re- re- remembering yeah, like I how I felt. I actually have like a little bit of a chill too thinking about it because no, no, traumatic. No, like like the the phone call mm-hmm. and remembering that because it was like yeah, it, I was like I was like my first instinct was to leave my friend in that car. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I remember breaking down on the phone about that part. Um, and uh, I mean, I guess before we go into it, if you want to tell, like yo, so from my perspective. Um, same situation. Da, 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 da. They come up to my side of the car. I assume they were going to come to both sides of the car, but you were already mostly out of both. the car. So they came up to my side of the car. The one guy came up to my side of the car and like pushed my door closed and was like, don't even move. And I was like, oh shit, I'm literally getting robbed right now. And then I look over and see Jazz run. And then I, I was like, where the fuck is he going? And then I saw the guy run behind him and I was like, oh my God, my friend is about to get killed because he ran away. Like I, it, I had no... It never crossed my mind to be mad that you left me in the car. Yeah. Ever. I, I was apologize more to you worried so, so much profusely. I was more worried that because you ran, you were going to get shot. So, guys, like, you, it really is true. Like, you don't know what you're going to do until there's a gun pointed in your face. So, this guy is pointing a gun in my face. I give him my wallet, my brand new Versace wallet. I was pissed. Damn. I was so pissed about it. But he gives. I give him my wallet. I give him. I had um, like a, a crossbody bag that was tucked on the floor that I guess he couldn't see. That had like my keys, my my tablet, like all. It had a bunch of stuff in it that would have been valuable. <laughs> so thankfully he didn't see that. But like he took my phone. He took your phone, or I handed him my phone and your phone. Because well, my phone. Give me the phones. And my was phone like, was left in the cup holder, right? Yeah, and so I gave him the phones. Um, and then he like made like he was gonna hit me with the gun. He might have even hit me with the gun. I don't even really know. That's but like you don't even remember. I, that's that the, is, yeah, man. the one thing that I remember the most is just like the calm that I felt. Yeah, like it was so weird because you would think in that moment that you would be terrified that you're gonna get shot and you're gonna die. I know, but I'm like, listen. The only thing I can do is give you everything I have and not fight back. Like, you have the upper hand. You have the gun. So, either I can get shot in my friend's car or I can give you all this shit and you will hopefully go away. So, I gave him all the shit and he went away. I got out of the car. I think once I saw the other guy run by... And then that's when they shot up in the air. And I get my keys out. I unlock the door. My mom was at home. Yeah. <laughs> I messed with your mom for a minute. Yeah, that really fucked her up. Um, I have my shoe. Uh, but my mom was at home. So I was also living at home. So I like unlocked the door. My mom was like, what's going on? I go, mom, call 911. We just got robbed in the driveway. And then that's when I came back out and called for you. And then you came up on the stairs. And then I... My mom is on the phone. She's shaking. My mom is already like (laughs) emotional and scared. And they heard the commotion because they were sitting in the living room. And then they heard the gunshot. And they were like, what the hell? That was way close. And then I come barreling in the door. So my mom is like on her phone shaking, trying to call 911. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't even do it. And I'm like, give me the phone. So I take the phone. 
I still incredibly calm. Take the phone, call 911, tell them what happens. And the second I hang up the phone, I burst into tears. Yeah. Like I remember I remember you crashing down in like a I, it, ball it was and, you know. it was dramatic like a movie. Like I was in the kitchen, I slid down the fridge like I was so I remember that. shaken. Um and I don't even really know why. I, I, get, I think it was because my sense of safety was disrupted. Yeah. Oh, hell. Like, you think you can, you, you know, you think stuff like that would happen, like, while you're downtown. Like, I worked at a, ho- or, yeah, I worked at a hotel downtown St. Louis, and I would be leaving with money in my pocket at 2 a.m. from this hotel and never felt, never got robbed, never, you know, anything like that. Nothing negative ever happened to me. But in my home, like yeah. in my driveway, yep. that was the thing that fucked me up the most. I remember like, you kept saying for the longest, it was in my driveway. Yeah, in my driveway. Like I was so, yeah. I was so tore up about that. And then I was scared for my mom because, like, what if they came back? What if you know all this other stuff? My brother was living there. He came from the basement, like put his shoes on, ran off, and tried to chase him down the street. I ain't know he did all that. Yeah, yeah. He was pissed. Y'all were saying he was. Because he got quiet, and y'all said when he gets quiet. Because to me, he looked like he was like upset, but not as mad as y'all said. No, but y'all say y'all know that when he gets quiet like that. When when my brother, my older brother, is silent, because he's such a like he's he's such a fun loving dude. Yeah, he's (laughs) when that man go quiet. Listen, (laughs) if he quiet, you better run. Um, Uh, but so he, my brother, my older brother was pissed. My sister came with my nieces. My so I have uh, three siblings, three older siblings. I'm the youngest of four. All three of my siblings showed up with my nieces. My aunt came with my cousin and my other cousin, who is um, not like a real, like a blood cousin, but um, yeah. So we got love. Yeah, the cops showed up and did fingerprints and fingerprinted us, questioned us, asked us what happened, this, this, that, yeah, all of that, and then yeah, so. For a, for a while after, I think I, in a weird way, got over it faster than you did. You got over it faster than me. You did. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how. I think I just. I don't know. I think I just have been so close to death so many times that I was just like, "Well, it's gonna happen eventually." There was there was one incident that I still remember to this day that I mean I have like. Yeah, I've kind of gotten over it, but you know, I'm still like embarrassed ish about it. Was like the time that uh, I pulled in your driveway not too long afterward, and then like drove off the lawn. Oh yeah, yeah, my my sister came. Yeah, she was like, "What the hell wrong with you?" She was like, "What's going on with Jazz?" I was like, "But it was, and it was because of that. It was because it was like not. It it happened to here. It's not too long from when it happened. Situation to what happened, and it was like another car pulled into the. But she was just letting me out." Yeah, but it was like another car. So I'm like, oh my god, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm boxed in and drove off and then drove. And I called you like, oh my god, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's like it's all good. you look, you look, looking back on it, it's like stuff like that is like you know, you make you make peace with it up to an extent where it's like as embarrassing as it is, you know why? Yeah, and it, but it was embarrassing. And you know, honestly, you shouldn't feel embarrassed about that. Like truly and honestly. The proximity to when the actual like that was very thing happened. very recent. It was very very recent, and also you PTSD is something that you just don't know when it'll be triggered. You could be twenty years from now totally healed from it, and then somebody could pull up behind you in the driveway, and you would freak out again just because that's how PTSD works. Speaking of that, after I had basically like I guess to bring it full circle of what you yeah. Mm-hmm. So after after that had happened, and I had 
started getting over that and you know getting more and more cool with it i mean to this day when i drive now i'm a little more um observant mm-hmm. uh because i was the one driving and i wasn't being as observant as i should have been so i'm a little more observant Neither period were. yeah um but uh like i said i i went through like the depression that i went through for how many months where i gained all the weight and everything and i still got some of it you know left from uh, how slimmer i used to be and it was like few years after it happened probably two or three years after that it happened i think me working myself up to thinking i had to move to chicago and the way I had to do it and how I was going to do it and I got to get it and oh my God and blah, blah, this, 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 that. And then the PTSD crept in and both of them smacked me upside the head and was like, nah, bruh, lay here. Blow through them savings. Don't do shit. And then that's why I was like, yeah, I was basically the same. I was, I was the same size for my whole life. And then, like I said, I gained a lot of weight in a few months because all I did was lay in bed and eat pizza all day. And I uh, lay in bed, watch YouTube, eat pizza. And I remember around that time, I was staying with my brother. I didn't do much of nothing except lay in bed, watch YouTube, eat pizza. And um, I did not leave too, too much except maybe certain times during the day or certain times at night. But I didn't leave my house that much. Mm-hmm. And that was because the PTSD came back. And I was yeah. afraid to like walk outside like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Um, and I remember my brother even like coming in sometimes to be like, "Are you alright, man? Like, what? Are you good? Because I wasn't doing shit. Yeah, and then like I said, I gained a lot of weight and I lost at least like 20, 25 pounds when I finally got out of whatever that stupor was because I was just living a normal life. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like I was two thirty five, two forty. Oh. At one point, yeah. A lot of people didn't see me because we were so entrenched in in the uh, the acting world that I wasn't acting at that time because I wasn't doing anything. So when I gained the weight and then lost it, nobody saw me gain or lose anything. Yeah. yeah. For the most part. Uh, Because I think we had stopped YouTube at that point, too. Yeah. Like, we... And we were... Weren't you coming over so we could film? Like, weren't we going to have another long filming session or whatever? Isn't that what was... When? When we got robbed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we said that, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't remember if we said that or not. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, like, uh, I think the most that I had after I came out of it and started acclimating back to everybody else besides um, the, 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 the weight that I was still carrying was I, I had that big bump on my eye. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was bad. That was bad. Like I said, when I was coming out of, out of that rut, well, one of the tales, tale signs of depression is you're not cleaning yourself. So I was not cleaning myself as much as I should have been. Um, but no, that was like the, the, the PTSD from that. It was the weirdest thing mm-hmm. because it was like it initially it hit me, which is expected. And then whatever happened around that. And then I got over it, started getting over it, being cool, whatever. But then working myself up to being like, I'm about to move to Chicago to pursue acting and all that stuff mm-hmm. and move to Chicago. And then that also crept back in. And yeah. then both of those things, it was it was almost like it had handcuffed me, like locked me in my apartment. That was weird. Yeah. 
because it was weird like you said 20 years later that wasn't 20 years but it was weird that it had hit me a few years later mm-hmm. and it hit me worse than it did initially yeah that was crazy that was yeah so, yeah I it was I remember that time and I I remember being not even necessarily scared because I was like I still gotta live life and I still gotta go do things and like yeah. I don't drive talked about this a bunch and um, so I was riding the bus and my bus stop was on the opposite side of where we got robbed from so I would walk down the street well actually there were two but I never walked in that other direction I always went to the one bus stop um, and I know for a while we were trying to move from that house we were like we need to not live here like after got, because y'all got robbed yeah or, oh I thought you were saying not live here beforehand and then that just no exacerbated mom, like my mom and I both were like this is not safe like we this neighborhood is not oh safe. the robbing was like yeah because like, a go. couple other people had gotten robbed and like oh man I think some people's houses had gotten broken to broken oh, into oh nah I think the the major point of kind of this episode has been duality and how things affect people differently and how okay yeah yeah you know at the end of the day you can have similar identity or not identity similar paths but completely different experiences yeah um yeah okay and that's really that's why i like doing this so much (laughs) i just got look at you (laughs) (laughs) i do i do because like like I think I said at the beginning of this episode, this is my first first uh, chat with an ally and not somebody who has been you know diagnosed or whatever. Blah, blah, because blah, blah. I, I have I have not been um, uh, uh, officially like medically diagnosed, and I also don't feel like any level of self diagnosis is appropriate. Like as far as I am concerned, I don't have any mental health um, serious like clinical mental health issues. That also is the point of this series is. To talk to people who don't experience it, but realize that even even if your daily life isn't fighting against this extra voice in your head that's telling you you ain't shit or or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or whatever, what have you, any kind of mental health you know diagnoses, that you still can appreciate where we come from as mentally yeah. ill people and still have an understanding. And also that all those things that traumatized you can affect you, but you can grow from them. I think that's a really big important thing for people like myself like uh, like several other guests like people watching this need to understand is that growth is not optional and it's painful as hell like i've said this many a time people do not tell you how much healing hurts and it's like, you know, it's like healing your physical body. You you know, if you break your leg, it's going to hurt for a while, but then it gets better. And it's not the same, but it's better. A physical therapy and all that. Like, yeah. It's painful, but it's for the better. But it's for the better. Yeah. And I think, I think talking to you right now and like just the conversation, which is a conversation we've had a million times. And we've had a million of these. We're going to have a million of these in the future. Yeah. Yes. Like it, it's a conversation we've had so many times and we'll continue to have, but it's so nice and refreshing to know that people don't just write you off because you aren't mentally ill or because you are mentally ill or because you have experienced all these horrible things 
and grew from them. It's like, oh well, what makes you who give what give what gives you the right to not be mentally ill because you have trauma? Like, girl, everybody ain't that affected by the trauma. Here on Mental Health Chat Monday, we have uh, Amato. I said what? it in the intro. I did not say it in the intro of Jeremy's video, which was really funny. I went back when I was editing it. I was like. Oh damn! I didn't say that. And then later in the episode, I'm getting ready to ask this question, and I was like, "Wait, did I say that in the intro?" That's funny. Um, so our motto is turning mental illness into mental wellness. What Word. does mental wellness look like to you, as a mentally well person? See, I don't even know if I'm fully a mentally well person. I feel like I'm just a person. But I mean, if you would like to describe me as mentally well, then I guess I will take the moniker. Um, I think that mental wellness. Cause I was like again, I read your um, your welcome letter and mm-hmm. breakdown and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was trying to even think like what 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 could that even be, right? And I guess mental wellness is just being content and understanding who you are and being content with you not even so well i guess i guess being content with the world and yourself because there is a lot of things that we cannot control mm-hmm. and you know just just whether it be within us or whether it be within others and mental wellness is being content and that is the biggest thing that i would say um one one uh, uh, moniker that I have adopted uh, uh, like some years ago, and I mean, I have let this become like one of the biggest things that I go back to remind myself, you can't always expect others to value what you value. Mm. Damn, I just wrote down something else for the title, but I like that even more. Fuck. <laughs> but that, 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 that's a quote that I kind of came up because I feel like everybody goes through and I've gone through why would they do so and so why can't they blah 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 that makes no sense for him to do this when you're reading news articles like you hear what somebody else said and it's like well maybe that person over there doesn't think that their kid as long as they're not mistreating their children Mm -hmm. maybe that person doesn't think that their kid should this 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 maybe that person doesn't think their car should look this way mm-hmm. maybe that person decides they want to rent their house instead of buying it mm-hmm. and it's just like you can't expect others to value what you value because as long as people are living their lives and they're not hindering the, pro- the progression of your life and you know hopefully not wanting to harm themselves others whatever mm-hmm. if we're all just living you can't expect others to value what you value so that's why i would say mental wellness is being content i i close out uh my podcast um that i do with my boy uh, uh pete or omari um but i close out my podcast with always saying um be nice to yourself everybody hmm. um and i got that from dead meat which i watched them with the kill counts because he says be good people and i flipped it to be nice to yourself because i feel like that's another thing that we need to remind him from and I, a lot of stuff that i say to other people or conversations, like I said, I've had a lot of conversations with me trying to figure out who I am. A lot of questions that I may ask somebody or at least think about in conversations with people are, kind of, are things that I've asked myself. Mm-hmm. So when I say be nice to yourself, it's not just to say it to other people. It's because I'm saying it to me, too. Yeah. We're all. So, yeah, that, I think that's mental wellness also is being content. You can't expect others to value what you value and be nice to yourself. Right. 
that's too long for the title, so I'll take a piece of that. <laughs> and uh, last question, I kind of have to rephrase this a little bit as you are an ally and not a sufferer. Word. However, um, what is a piece of advice that you can lend to other allies to as as a person with many friends who have mental illnesses some what, I didn't even know some I didn't know but some I didn't even know right? yeah what, what's what's a piece of advice you can give to other allies to be in our corner um I think that uh, allies allies of a lot of uh, different communities that if you're not in that community but you're an ally of whatever said community is you know whether it be um, race sexuality mental um, um, dealing with gender whatever um, the biggest thing is like First of all, don't like, uh, know that you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. First off. And then on top of that, um, don't try and 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 wear that uh don't don't try and wear your allyship as a trophy. Cause a lot of people do that. Woo! That part. <laughs> I'm friends with a blah blah blah. Did you I know have that? a friend who has depression. Like, okay, and they sad. What are you doing? <laughs> um and I mean the biggest thing that I think anyone can do in this life, whether it has to do with the uh sophistication of what you're doing or just being a friend, listen. That's it. That has been the number one answer from all of the mentally ill people is listen. There you go. Um, yeah. Um, those are those were the things I'll add, but the biggest one, like I said, just listen. Yeah. All good answers. 100%. Jazz, I want to thank you for being here. Well, Obviously, we have some work to do um, with a project that we're working on. Uh, is there anything you want to promote? Social media? Uh, obviously you have an album out and um, a production coming up if you want to talk about any of that uh, yeah I am producing a show for the first time I am very very fortunate if you want to speak to my, my like humble nature oh my god my humility whatever I mean I guess then yeah I'm I'm just humbled by the fact that uh, one I had the idea to produce and be in a show and I have the means to do it so A Colored Funeral is the name of the show by Gregory S. Carr, which will be directed by Darius Varner. That's me. Produced by yours truly, which I will also be in it with six other people, and one of them being my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very exciting. And uh, the opening night for that will be June 16th at, we will say, 8 p.m. 8 p.m.? Heard. Work. I mean, if it changes... It You're will, the producer, so... I, I was about to say, if it... Because I, I haven't officially said the time yet, but we'll say uh, June June, uh, June 16th, 8 p.m., um, two weekends, so it'll be that weekend, and then the next weekend after that, which I think uh, is the 23rd through 5th. That, it will, it will be those those two weekends, um, Friday, Saturday, 8, Sunday, 2. Apparently, that's news to me, because when I first put... I knew the dates... First time put, putting the time on it. Wow. But there we go. We're going to keep that. Amazing. Um, it is going to be at 517 Theater Lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is known as the Theater Guild of Webster Groves building, even though it is not through them. It is just at their venue, but it's mm-hmm. through my production company, mm-hmm. Aquarian Rising Productions. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see my inaugural 
uh, first uh, produced show. Please come down and do it. And I'm so glad I got my good friend to help me out with that one. I almost said my inaugural direct directorial debut. But it ain't though. But it literally is not. Very much is not. Um, also, if you would like to check me out on anywhere you stream your music. I feel, now, now I'm going into the outro I do for my podcast. And I'm like trying not to just like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let it rip. That's no, the but, it, but I'm saying like I'm, I'm like trying not to just be like. Yeah. But no, anywhere you stream your music. You can go ahead and look me up under the name Super Jazz. That's spelled S-U-P-E-R-J-A-Z. You can go ahead and check me out on streaming platforms. All check, one word. Yes, all one word, yes. And you can go ahead and check out uh, my debut solo album I released uh, a few years ago. Two years ago. A few years ago. Like, it's that long. Has it really been two years? 2021. Damn. Called My Secret Identity. You might have to put in Super Jazz, My Secret Identity, since I'm not that famous yet. Also, you can go ahead and check me out on Twitter under the name Super Jazz 2. So that's Super Jazz number two. You can go ahead and look me up on Instagram under the name Forever Super Jazz, the word forever spelled correctly. And you can also go ahead and check out the podcast that I did talk about a little bit on this show Mm -hmm. with my best friend of like... 25 years or something like that. Yikes. Met that dude when I was seven. According to him being older than me, he says two years earlier we had actually met. Me and my brother all like, me and my brother got the same best friend and we're his best friends, right? And, uh, right. And uh, either way, I've known that dude for over 25 years. Uh, We have a podcast called uh, Whatever We Want. So the Whatever We Want podcast there's a, there's another one. So when you type it in, scroll down a little bit, then you find us. Yeah, right. Not like not like all the way. Just like a little, just a little, just a little. We didn't realize we called it another like like the name of somebody else, and it was like what? We was like we ain't changing it anyway. Whatever we want podcast, we we release new episodes every Wednesday, ten Central, eleven Eastern. Uh, basically, we talk about whatever we want. I always say we do not lead the conversation. The conversation leads us, and we let the chips fall where they may. We hit episode 100 uh, sometime Ooh, oh, some, sometime 100. before this. Holy episode cow. 100. Yeah, and um, I mean, we got no signs of slowing. And I mean, you know, one of these days, this dude will continue to not be on it. <laughs> no, hopefully, I can get Darius and a few other people. And I'll get on it. But no, uh, check out the Whatever We Want podcast. It's a good time. And also check out Pete's other podcast on his channel, Feo Grande, F-E-O Grande. Uh, he does This Guy Hasn't Seen with him and another friend of his, Bill Smith, and they talk about movies. And I think they post every Tuesday at 10 Word. Central. Now you got something to watch Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Word. Everything to find Jazz will be linked down below so you can check him out. Definitely check out his podcast. I will be on there eventually. Who knows? At and I, by the time this episode comes out, I might have already been on the podcast. I hope so. We shall see. Um, and uh, if you, what was I about to say? Yeah, everything will be linked down below. Definitely check out his podcast. Check out his album as well. The album artwork was designed by somebody y'all know very well. And um, yeah, that's all I got for you all today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next week with a brand new guest on this here podcast, Mental Health Chat Monday. Thank you so much. Again, if you want to find me, I am at DDR Bionic on all social media. It's called Branding. Look it up, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.